This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No The Crown Season 6, Episode 10, Sleep, Deary Sleep, is over. But here on Pusher Recaps, we're just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with Shannon. Shannon, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good, but we finished The Crown. It's we finished over. the whole series. All of it. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, I love the finale, actually. It was like my favorite yeah. episode of the season. It was probably my favorite episode of everything we've covered, right? Yeah. Is there a better episode? Yeah, over seasons five and six, probably not. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's good. So. It's really good. Good way to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to chat through it. Uh, I would tell you to subscribe, but this is the finale. Maybe there'll be more coverage uh, at a later date. Who knows? But uh, for now, this is the finale. Um, yeah. Mostly about Elizabeth. And um, first of all, Charles would like to marry Camilla. And she would very much like to give. Uh, she would like to say yes. Um, and then there's this uh, mysterious speech that she's going to make at the at the sort of after party at the the celebration afterwards and nobody knows what it's going to be but there are rumors that she's stepping down um it's very interesting because we know of course she will not step down through guidance from yeah olivia coleman (laughs) and claire foy uh ultimately doesn't give that part of the speech and carries on um Yeah. yeah yeah no more ghost diana but who knew this was literally ghost season they're like we'll see your diana ghost controversy and raise you three more ghosts Although, is that a ghost or a memory? Uh, I mean, it's... They're not dead. Yeah, they haven't passed, you know. It's, well, it, it is. I mean, they're the well, ghost of her past self. I mean, the true. old Elizabeth is gone. That's that's pre... And we did see that young Elizabeth again here. So that I think she's a ghost. Like the one that's the age Claire Foy. Yeah. And then Claire Foy and Olivia Coleman, are they ghosts? Or are um, they... Like, anyway, there was a lot of imaginings. Yeah. I'll say that. Do you think that... Um, we, we were like, oh, they're releasing this so close to the holidays. So we're going to have to like 
get all these recordings in before we, we start traveling. Do you think that they release it near the holidays? So they're like, ghosts are synonymous with Christmas. Yeah, ghosts these are all the ghosts of yeah. Crown Pass. Yeah. Literally, that is, yeah. And look, I have to say, I feel vindicated on Ghost Diana. I should be less yeah. because now that it was such a strong narrative device, that feels very heavy-handed. But truly, I do feel it was always used well. And I don't see anything about ghost queen controversy in wikipedia and people seem to like this way better so maybe we've all come around on people's subconsciouses manifesting in actors that the show wants to utilize one more time maybe that's something we've come around on no there's a very clear divide shannon where where people are out on ghosts but in on dreams is this dream elizabeth's uh coming back uh no i don't know i don't yeah but that's yeah. all the manifestation of her subconscious which yeah. it always was with the ghost but the yeah. dream was just like when she woke up in the cold sweat that was too much that was yeah. too too specific for me but i loved to no surprise i loved ghost elizabeth's because claire foy again obviously i'm here for claire foy um and i just thought you know, it, it made a lot of sense, I think, in the narrative we got where, firstly, the abdication is going to be more suggested, which is good, which is, you know, pretty pretty neutral for where the crown's going to end up. Yeah. It's just a rumor. It's this internal monologue. We and never know if that's what's in her, in her letter. Exactly. There's and that's, what, that's historical fiction. Like, that's a narrative yeah. device that makes a lot of sense. It's been a plot point for a long time with Charles um, in terms of, like, her funeral, I, I don't know how like how much would have been planned around that, and I couldn't get a specific answer. Like in terms of timing, it's like at this exact time, she was like really considering her own demise. But I know that her funeral did have like personal touches. Obviously, as she is getting older, there's going to be a lot of plans for what that's gonna look like and probably always have been. So that kind of stuff just makes sense from like a narrative device to really like kind of funnel these thoughts through for a finale and I felt like it made so much sense that Claire Foy would be the one to fight for like don't give up what I've literally just sacrificed for like I fought for this for life I gave up who we were for life and I'm very aware of that whereas like Olivia Coleman's like and now I've experienced that for decades and I'm already tired so are you going to do this for decades more that sounds like a lot to me so I love that and I loved how it was the manifestation of all the insecurities like from both sides where Olivia Coleman is the insecurities that are like you're too old and you're not fit to do this and you're decrepit and useless. And then Claire Foy was very much like, you're too good at this. Too, so much so that you're more system than person. Like, who yeah. even are you? Like, yeah. it's weird that you're this suited to it. You must be a sociopath. And as we say, if you're good at being part of the system, you might be bad at humanity otherwise. And that's always a contradiction we've spoken about. So I feel like from both sides of it, all our insecurities came out in the face of two, you know, award-winning actresses. There's... um. The the Claire Foy scene, I do really like it, but there is a little bit of um uh for me as a trans person, there's always this thing of like when parents would be like, and I lost I lost a son or whatever, you know, and it's like, no, you didn't. Like uh like you you still have the child that was there. And it's Claire Foy being like, You died, but you're actually alive and you're better at this than anybody. And it's like <laughs> I do think it's like, I don't know, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed it greatly. Um the other I love I think all of that stuff is really good. Like her having this moment where basically as funeral preparations are happening, um, as she sees maybe that Charles like is ready and so desperately thinks he could be a good King that, you know, should I step down? They, they, they name drop. There's like some precedent from other countries um, that uh, in, in terms of, of, of stepping down and retiring as a monarch, all of this interlaid with basically like 
this big day for Charles. Um, and then the way that that stuff is interlaid with the William and Harry dynamic, I think is all really good. I, I think it's like this episode is very well crafted, I think, in a way that I think like, you know, the really good stuff of the crown does this where I think this is both a fitting end to the um, to the show. But there's also there's there's totally new stuff in here, right? Like we get Harry's um, uh, costume controversy, dresses up as Which a Nazi. Which is so like, weird because I like fully remember that. Like now we're at too. the point where like yeah. I was eleven, yeah. So like I or twelve, like I completely remember this happening. Yeah, Which is weird to me, very modern. So yeah, and so I I just thought everything inter interwove like like pretty well this episode, and then leaves us in this like I don't know. I really really loved the last couple oh, of scenes mm. um and so i thought this is a particularly strong episode i thought a really good finale you have to end the show somewhere endings i think are really are really hard because this idea of like you know sometimes in movies or television it's like you know what time span are you going they, they don't give us any sort of like epilogue right like and i don't i really don't think it's necessary um so yeah i i really loved it i thought this was a great a great episode and and the thematics of like sleep dairy sleep of being the song that she asked one of her bagpipe players like what song would you choose this is what he chooses. I, I i really really liked him i um, would die for bagpipe man yeah like he was so touched he's one of the people yeah. that was like oh i i love you and i've just met you from the crown i did think the singing cleaner was a little weird and like yeah. the cleaners behind her were like do we keep do we keep cleaning or she's just singing <laughs> Uh-huh. Should we just watch it? Like uh-huh. I felt like they were, they all played that awkwardness really well. Yeah. Uh-huh. The bagpipe man who was so touched that she would come to him for the advice. So this was anyway. I thought she was calling him into firing him. Like truly, when that scene started, I thought she was going to be like, "Enough with the pipes!" Because <laughs> I wanted to say about this, and I have better, more important thoughts. But this episode was really funny. Like I was chuckling throughout, and not yeah. the kind of funny where. Like we said last time with the like the kiss being interrupted where it felt like they aren't trying to be funny and just are accidentally being funny. The one time I thought that it was accidentally funny was when she like drifts off when she's talking to Tony Blair about Iraq. Yeah. And like important stuff. And she like segues into uh exit strategies. I'm like, this guy is talking about some pretty important geopolitical stuff, like people yeah. are dying. Um that one part I was yeah, not trying to be funny on purpose, but the like it was a funny episode. I thought the black humor of the funeral content was great. Yeah, I was Philip obsessed was with how obsessed. Phil, yeah, Philip was so into it. It was super endearing. All the priests was also, I thought she was like trying to like audition priests for her funeral when they first came right. in. Right. Um, but I thought this worked very, very well. Like I thought it was like a really fun episode. But yeah, in terms of like the way that it was as a finale, and it's so important to tie it up well. And it did it, it was honestly like so good and like i have really enjoyed the last few episodes but i'm like this is quality like why can't every episode be in this quality but i still thought it was great i feel like and they do season finales often so well one two four like really come to mind as like fantastic finales um oh, lots did, of photographs at the end of seasons I, I and and that, that was a callback on purpose and that's why i, I want to talk about the philip scene which i which made me cry i loved it but i do feel like there was a lot of stuff left without resolution but the queen story was a resolution for her. And that's what's important. This is the crown. There was like the reminder of her role and her life's purpose. And she like goes through this kind of, you know, reawakening of, again, like the final phase of her life, what it's going to be, what she's like dedicated her life to. There's the the film reels of, you know, her history. Yeah. Um, all of that was great. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I I I do love the Elizabeth stuff. I almost want to like leave the Elizabeth stuff just because I feel like then we can end on the Elizabeth stuff. And so I want to start with it kind of. You I mean, start with I wrote the Philip scene up top just because to me that sure. was like because yeah, that was like the kicker of the whole episode for me. But yeah, I mean, it's up to you. Should we it's, end with it? Like they yeah, ended with should, the good stuff. Yeah, we should end with the good stuff. The, the I feel like we should start with the good stuff. All right, we can we can headline <laughs> it. Um. Uh, there's just so much leading up to it. There was a lot of good that. stuff. There was a lot of good yeah. stuff. But yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, so the Philip stuff, this is this is the best Philip I think I've seen over the course of the show. I love this way more than I even like the the stuff uh that he helps William with. Um, where he comes in and he's um she she's praying, she's given her her speech, which was quite funny, and um, she obviously doesn't abdicate. And and Philip is asking a couple times, like, "Are you sure you don't want to talk about it?" It's the most he's ever been, like, not like, "Okay, ta-ta, bye, duty calls, yeah. or whatever." So but he still is kind of like, he, he, I think this is the episode he literally does. He does say duty calls. Does, in this, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. He, he is kind of like he does press, but when she's like, "I'm fine," he's like, "Okay." Like, yeah. you know, he, he could yeah, like, if you're not gonna say anything, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. out. I've already but, asked one time, I will not ask a second in the scene, but I'll come back tomorrow and we'll ask one more time every day until you tell me. And and I think there is this so you know, the Olivia Coleman Claire Foy scenes that you know, basically, at first, Olivia Coleman's being like, Isn't been enough, you like, he's he's never looked more ready than he does now. You should abdicate to, to Charles, you should, you know right off you know just into retirement and claire foy being like no nobody's better this is the duty this is what you gave it up this is what you have to do nobody could do it better than you and philip kind of comes in and basically says the same thing of like um and you know i really love this scene um i also don't know that i like fully agree with 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 philip it's just in terms of like well i agree with him um for all the wrong reasons i think which is he's basically saying like yeah, like once we leave, like the whole thing will crumble, which is like a terrible way to leave. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, your uh, legacy. Yeah. Well, it's but, great. It's like they really needed us. Like they really needed us. Yeah, it's like who who else could do it? Nobody else. We're the last of like a dying breed. And I I did like the gallows humor here throughout the episode of like he's like nobody will hear us screaming from from in here, mm-hmm. like you know, as as it's going to hell. But um, it's it's so sweet. Like you made the right decision. Continue on for as long as you can. None of them are ready. I love Elizabeth being like, yeah, but I wasn't ready. And she's like, no, you were, he was like, you're born ready. Like, this is the one thing you were like meant to be. Um, I really, really like this scene between them. Yeah. I mean, she's just had the insecurity of she's either not good enough or she is good enough but for like nefarious purposes. And he comes along and is like, it's a good thing. Like you, yeah. you are, you are so good at this. Like you're the best at this in the world. Like, thank God for you. And why I love this is because it was building to something the whole time where obviously she like won't talk to him. And so much has been left unsaid for, for multiple episodes. Like I said, last episode that he's like still being useless when, you know, she's upset and he's like, all right, come. And then like with Margaret, la Margaret always yeah. up to something, yeah. you know, there's, there's that distance between them has been stuck. There's been so much left unsaid and their relationship in these two seasons has not been a focus, but you can you can try and surmise from that that there's like this larger space between them and their relationship in the series, especially in the first two seasons, is so critically important. And I was really worried that there would be like no resolution or conversation. It would just represent this distance and she's been alone without Philip and would just like, you know, kind of like what we got in the finale of the first part, if, if that's what if the first drop has a finale, where we never got that kind of resolution with William. It was just things left unsaid, that distance, that difficulty was painted in the silence. And I didn't like that. I wanted a resolution, which we got in the next episode. But there will be no next episode. So I was like, 
I hope we're getting a scene. And what I thought we would get, I thought they would hash it out and she would be like, you've not been my partner. Like, why did I need Margaret? Why did I need my mother? Why am I being told? Or why will people say that no one knows me but them? You're my partner. You don't know me. Like, you're not, you don't get what I'm going through. And I thought they would hash that out and kind of speak about the long journey of their like pivotal relationship in the scene. But what I feel like we got was so much better because so much of the basis of the series is like at the very beginning, George is like, be good to her. Like, it, like that's your job. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he's terrible at it. And by the end of the second season, he's like committing himself to being the partner that he was asked to be. And, yeah. and in this scene, I feel like we get all those callbacks. Firstly, you know, like, and even Charles is like, he says earlier, he says that Philip has been her strength and her saying, it's like, but has he been? And yeah. now we get like to look back at that relationship that the callbacks firstly of the photograph of him being like, take the damn photo, which is like, how season two ends when he commits to being that partner and then is her partner and like, and she smiles at him and he's, you know, like he's the one who's going to push the photographer, you know, and we get that again here and she smiles at him here. It's also in a church, which is, you know, a callback to that, like the big conversation they have in the church about the coronation, which is the scene that made me fall in love with the crown Mm -hmm. um, where they argue about like, are you my queen or my wife? And it's just a phenomenal scene. One of my favorite scenes in the entire show. So we're like back in that environment to kind of look back at like, who is the partner that he has been to her? And that partner is like a sporadic and flawed man, even in this, even in this episode, like the hypocrisy of, of saying, you know, like, you know, the, the, you know, Carrie's bad because of bad parenting and not looking inwards on that. Like there's flaws all the way and he's not perfect. And he, there has been that distance, but he has, I think, since the end of season two, try to be that partner. And there have been gaps. But, like, he does. He admires her and the system. And he might be a little, like, harsh in that sometimes. But he does guide her. And I feel like it was just such a great close to the primary relationship of the show where it's, like, she's been saying, like, here I still am. Like, do you even see me? And, like, he does see her. And he does yeah. know her. And they do have this connection. And more than you'd think. And he does help in his own ways, as we see through the episode with Harry as an example. And it was just, like, I thought such a great encapsulation of the primary relationship of the beginning of the show that tied so much back to that and was just a commentary on this flawed but really touching relationship that they've had over decades. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's really good insight into into this scene. And, and yeah, that, that ending of season two. And I, I think that Philip is, you know, we joke that he's like, you okay? And he's she's like, yep. And he's like, okay, later, even when even though she's clearly like not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but he's taking it on. That is him. But also, yeah. I don't think they honestly disagree a, a, a lot. Like, it doesn't feel like she's kind of struggling with some of the stuff. But I think that he, like, I feel like he he takes on, like, it's easier for him to sort of, like, burden the weight of, like, losing yourself in the crown, which he, he has also done to a degree. Like, he has... Obviously, in seasons about it so many times in the first two seasons. Yeah, in season one and season two, like he he wants he wants what comes with being like the husband of the you know the the princess, but also you know he is he is potentially out there you know meandering, meeting other women, and it feels like that that basically mostly goes away throughout basically from season three onwards, and he's you know, he's, he's being kind of like an old school, you know, husband. He's not the most modern 
husband. Um, mm-hmm. They, you know, um, it was interesting to me. I've never really thought about it. I guess I do know this, but like, yeah, the fact that they don't sleep in the same bed, right? They like sleep. Yeah. And sit, they, they never have. have. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I was like, okay, good night. Um, so <laughs> it, you know, ya. later in the morning. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but in terms of like what, in terms of being the husband to a queen so being the king like i guess he's not a king he's still a prince but to be the queen's husband he does fill that role extremely well um he is so, you know in all these scenes in the scene in the previous episode with swan guy when the, all the family is like we should make concessions and he's like no no th- this is why we should not make concessions like he is so loyal to the idea of the monarchy being so important obviously because he tends to gain from that but yeah, I think um, in the you know, and then he acknowledges like you know, this is the thing you were you were meant to be. You are nobody is better at this, and nobody is ready to do it um, like you are able to do it. Basically, so in a very weird way, as I said this, uh, last time, it's like not monarchy propaganda. Mm, maybe mm-hmm. um, I th- I found this very sweet. So yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to praise mediocrity because he's not going to win like husband of the year or no. anything. But I think like in terms of what we've been saying, like you know, and like Phillips useless and like through a couple of seasons like there's a lot of evidence for that but But even like you know you know prince like husband to the queen in terms of like not husband but like the things you have to do when you are like one of only like how many people do this job ever and we've said all the time the more that elizabeth became the crown the less likable she became the more like she became rough around the edges you know yeah and philip will just started unlikable but then Once he became more supportive, like he was, so he's, he's had a journey, but I mean, it's interesting to kind of end it on this and bring it so much back to season one and two, because it's been such a non-factor in these two seasons. It's, but like, there has been hints of it and it was very much building to like, I need a resolution to this for them. Um, Maybe this, not that this would be stronger, because I still think that's really strong and credit to the incredible work done in the first two seasons by Claire Foy and Matt Smith that like, that's, that dynamic is still here in a way that's so powerful to me. And the callbacks to the first two seasons are like, so relevant but i think the season might have benefited from more content around them but maybe that stuff doesn't exist like maybe we just don't know as much about their personal life we don't want to fabricate it kind of in the last two seasons other than again like commenting on kind of how we could broadly see this couple decades into their like really you know unique marriage that is again like the sovereign marriage but it is interesting because you look at it and it's like philip has done stuff he does the stuff with will you know, earlier on, mm-hmm. and he helps in his own ways. Like with the costume shop, I thought that was a great scene. He's helping to try and keep like Harry on the straight and narrow. So like in the way that they're leading together, there there is there's things there. He cares to ask, and maybe he should care more and read into it more. But, you know, I think you can read into it more positively. There are still gaps, but, you know, the better intentions that then manifest into this, which is, him really caring and saying what she needs to hear and spinning it in a positive light and understanding her and knowing her. And they both do. And they also have like a really cute moment at the funeral planning earlier, where she's like kind of threateningly like, well, men die earlier. Yeah. And you see this dynamic where it's like, you have been my partner. And like, I felt really alone actually, because I lost my sister and my mother and I didn't really know where you stood and marriages go through phases and evolve, especially with like such an old school man as Philip. But in saying that, I remember like you 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 are my partner actually and I do have you and that's who she's going to have for most of the rest of her life so it's yeah. good that she's rediscovered that now. 
Yeah. Um, I also think the the ending note to the scene is really is really sweet when he's like, Yeah, as Rome Rome burns, we'll we'll sleep dairy sleep. And he's like, Oh, you looked at the funeral plan. Yeah, exactly. And then she's like, And you're gonna you, ride yeah. out of a you're gonna ride on a land rover? He's like, Ah, oh, yeah. you looked at mine too. It's so sweet. And then he's like, Well, I'll leave you to it. Like pray like, you know, send one for me, basically, like you know, do a little prayer for me. I, I don't know. It's very cute. It's you know, it's, he, and I know yeah. they're like the king and the queen, but whatever. I guess he's no, not the yeah. king anyway. But give me the merch. No, he like appeases all of those like screaming insecurities inside her. That like everything we've seen. Are you like so out of touch and disliked? Are you so even with like we saw with Diana, which was a callback to Abafan? Like, are you so unfeeling and cold that you're like that much the system? Like, all of that has been built up through all the seasons, and I feel like he really helps like you know, settle that for her. So I think that that was great. Um, yeah. And I think that Elizabeth's story and like what we've seen, seen of her, I thought that Imelda Staunton, what Imelda Staunton, is that how you pronounce it? Um, she was incredible in these last two episodes and like her story was beautifully resolved. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the, for the rest of the, the characters going to say players for the rest of the characters like I don't think it was resolved but I also know these are real people who are going to like live out their lives um for decades I still think that there are some things that I would have liked to see for a couple of them to like end it on a on a cleaner note maybe I don't where do you want to go we could go to Will we could go to Charles yeah I mean Will Will gets you know Will's moments are pretty entwined actually with Elizabeth again where we get yeah and Harry um yeah fully so we get the scene where they get called over to and elizabeth wants to know if if she can have their blessing to go with the marriage and william basically steamrolls the conversation to be like yeah do it um and then and i you know i think it's a complicated situation but it's like the right answer and maybe we got there in the wrong way and like how Harry ultimately feels about it. But then we Mm. also have this conversation with Elizabeth and William, where she says it's actually harder to be the number two. Um, uh, They tend to go mad, uh, uh, make sure he gets extra care and attention, Um, which like knowing how that ends up, uh, you know, what can you do at this point? Like, you know, we're 20 years 
you know, 15 years before this is all actually going to like the fallout with, with, with Harry is actually going to happen. So I don't know where you, where you leave it here. And I, I think I, I, you know, this, I, you know, yeah, it's complicated, but um, the William stuff is okay here. I don't, I don't mind it. I mean, yeah. I, I love the whole episode. Like, I, but like, I, I feel like the resolution here on that is more for me of like the way the queen has understood that. And again, in this like air and spare relationship, when you are always so bitter at the other person, they have it so much easier than you. And like in growing to understand Margaret over decades, which is so key to like the history of the crown and losing her. I feel yeah. like that's where that comes from is like, take care of my spare, you know, like, yeah. like, you know, the, the, the softness that you'll have for that now, because it, but like then in her treatment of Harry, she, it's so interesting. Like it's so harsh in that, like she knows he's struggling. She'll go to Philip and be like, Harry's not in a good place and I'm worried about him. But she like completely, as a, they both steamroll him. They both ignore him. Like he's very much like the third wheel in this like mentor crown discussion that they seemingly have like this relationship where William's going to be the good adult who comes up with like the salient thing to do because he knows what's best for the crown in a way that Harry will say like, you're such a company man. And he's like, yeah, this is like a job I'm basically preparing for with granny. Yeah. And you're not a part of it. Like you're a child. You have this like, emotional reaction to who dad is marrying which is so separate to what i understand like those interpersonal feelings are not important to what's going to be the crown i understand that because i'm going into this role now which is a burden you don't have to have and, and I, I honestly i can't believe that either harry or william would be like we picture him with mommy it's like do you have any good memories of charles and diana but anyway that's that's more anyway that's more like his like human feelings that he's allowed to have that William feels he's not, and he's like really trying to like be great at this role now. But so I, I feel like the Queen doesn't want to hear it from Harry because she doesn't want she doesn't want to go with his advice. Like she wants to go with William Salem advice of the I thing think, she wants to do anyway. I think she just wants to, she she desperately wants to tell Charles. Yes, I think. Um, yeah, and everything she knows that like everybody else might say no. She knows that the the archbishops yeah. might say no. She knows that William and Harry might say no. She does go. And I feel like once she sees that, like, William is like, well, yeah, probably, like, probably should say yes. She's like, okay, great. Like, great. Yeah. End of discussion. Moving on. No more yeah. notes. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. But it's so hard because it's like everything that Harry has been feeling and she's worried about him and she just like complete, like, she's like, take care of the spare. It's like, where were you two days ago? Yeah. <laughs> well, what was probably months ago, but like, where were you in that discussion? Like, you also aren't giving the time to him. You also could be putting as much love and attention into him, but you won't be because he's not the heir. And this was the whole point of why he feels like that. Like the concerns you have, you are perpetuating. That's the crown, right? That's the system. But um, yeah, I thought that was just really interesting with, with everything with Harry in this episode, because yeah, in terms of like the, where they leave it with Harry, they leave him at his lowest. Like they leave like the, the Nazi costume controversy. Yeah. It's really bad. You know, Like this is, yeah, this is an unfortunate. it seems almost cruel to be like, you don't know how this turns out for Harry. Like he couldn't be like more of a mess, and yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah a really painful spot. I mean, and all the stuff was happening at that time. That is where history leaves it, but it's just like such a low. Yeah, I mean, he will literally choose to leave the family. You know, yeah. like I'm out. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, the the you know the interesting that William gives a little bit of a defense of wearing the Nazi costume. He's like, oh, him well, wearing the costume mm. doesn't mean that he's a Nazi. Um, and so yeah, and the the, the well, joke that's too. That's the actual controversy though, because I think yeah. like in Spare, yeah. Harry said, 
are like that he like will and kate egged him on and that's such an interesting thing because later they're fighting about it and it's like it's interesting because will must have clearly allowed it like as if will like shows up if if, will's at the party so if he's like don't do that then he can go up to to harry even if he hadn't known the costume which he probably did he'd be like get changed oh my god take off that shirt like he could have done that and clearly he allowed it in saying that harry is an adult so it's an interesting dynamic where it's like Harry's trying to blame it on Will and Will as the crown, like as the heir, as the, what's going to be the sovereign. Like, yeah, you probably should have stepped in there and that's bad judgment by you. But then like mm-hmm. Harry should also have like, you know, way more control over like his own decisions in that. Yeah, the whole thing too. And, and you know, Philip and Elizabeth, as they read the newspapers and Philip's like, such a shame that it got, you know, got to the papers. <laughs> is that but the problem here? Philip, no, but no, it is. I know. It is no, I know. Who Philip was, like, Philip's like, See, sometimes you just want to have an affair and not have the rumors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just want to screw up as a young man. But but that's like I think like that's like the good role that Philip has been in, in as a grandfather, and that's what we've seen with Harry now and with William, which is like, I was a mess up too. You know, like I also like when when William's like, oh, you don't want to see these posters. Philip's like, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so even now it's like, who hasn't? been wildly offensive you know like yeah. it's just so so upsetting when people just want to share that with the world so i feel like that shows like it's like almost like the best way he can re- like, relate to his grandsons in a way he's never tried to with his actual son in that we've seen as much in charles but like he's actually trying to be a good grandfather and like he can relate because like you're screwing up and you're young like i've been through it you know can i ask is your read my read of i think thinking about it is that the costume shop call is him be- actually calling and being like why do you have a nazi costume i might think but he jokes that it's like the the joke here is that it's not historically it's not a historically accurate yeah i think that's been no but he like how could you sell that to a royal or like yeah. lose your lose some sequel yeah. as we say yeah. um that was the so joke funny, is like I called them obviously movie. because yeah. the costume is not no. historically accurate. <laughs> That's the joke. No. Right? Okay. And look, there's a lot of there's too many illusions on this, especially having just watched Muhammad Al Fayed's yeah. video about how Philip is a Nazi. I mean, Philip's right. sisters again were married to right. Nazis, but he fought right. against them. It's all very complicated. And with this family, we've had the episodes about Edward. Um, we, you know, the as as was brought up when this happened with Harry again in my memory. There was too, it was too close to home for the yeah. royal family to be doing this. Also, speaking of, like, what was it, a colonizer's party? It was colonizers versus, uh, na- uh, was it natives versus colonizers? Is that the theme? That's a Is terrible that theme for it's these really, rich kids. And it's real what bad. What was Kate dressed as? Was she a ringmaster? Uh, yeah, I think like the lion. Yeah. That's not a colonizer. I don't. I didn't understand it. But anyway. Some would say like, the lions got colonized in the circus. I, well, I don't know who, but some well kate clearly um yeah so i mean i I thought all of this was interesting in their in their relationship again the resolution is the way the queen understands the spare better now but yet somehow is putting that all on william instead of herself it's all good but for the resolution for actually will and harry their last moment they're fighting and then again like harry comes to william he's always the one i feel like who has to come so i'm like way higher on harry in this and then he tries to like bitch about charles and william's like won't even do it or i don't care anymore which i think shows that different like paternal relationship like they can't even have like this common enemy as much anymore and then it ends with him making it like harry making an assassin assassination joke and this like really awkward point that's like and that's the end of that dynamic for them and then but then you know elizabeth is like be nice to him and that is that 
that's yeah, the, it's the joke about like, yeah, the last, you're going to be William V. William II was assassinated by his brother who was called Prince Harry. And Harry says, I won't do that to you. And that's where we, that's and where then he looks at him like, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's getting to like a Mufasa space. I but... do I do like the joke about like, oh, if Granny's gonna step down, it's like this is the wedding present that like Charles wants more than anything in the world, is just to be to be king. But yeah. yeah. I thought the, the last moment you get of Harry is like being a part of like the balloons being released and everyone's like, oh my God, that's so delightful. And it's like, see, Harry can cause fun rockets, but you like, he's not being channeled. Like it's being, it's, like yeah. he's not getting the love he needs. So you're getting like the destructive version of him. He could be like a delightful prankster who was just like really fun to be around. Like, but he's not like, he's being yeah. pushed down. So I feel like that was an interesting note to like end his character on without yeah. getting resolution. Cause it's not resolved in 2005 and isn't resolved now. And will be like an ongoing journey for them through probably their whole lives i'm like let's track how that goes but yeah yeah so that was harry um will and kate we don't get any any further so like anything nope. that we might have wanted around that difficulty for kate that interesting story that you mentioned last time we don't get that we get nope. we we got the fabricated uninteresting parts and, and there would have been no time in this finale to get more of it that should have existed last episode and in the william and kate episode and we didn't get it so i feel like that that being such a big plot point that's like and such a big again for the royal fans and it's such a like big relationship that being such a big draw card for the season i feel like of the second half was the worst treated material that we got with like the least satisfying content so i was obviously younger when william and kate and i was reading a little bit about the trip to um to canada and how there were like protesters that like you know just didn't remember i so 2011 um how old am i i'm 21 is that right Mm -hmm. No, I'm 20. I'm 20. I was born in 1921. Wow, no, math. Math. Um, so I guess I wasn't, I can't say I was like young and naive, but I, so to me, the, the Kate and William wedding is the last time I feel like the Royals had full, like pretty much mm-hmm. like mostly positive PR. So I guess like the death, like the death of Elizabeth, like didn't see. You no, know, but oh even my God, then, the I death feel of like- Elizabeth. Oh my God. Twitter danced. Yeah, Twitter so, freaking done. and like it yeah. was sad, but honestly, that that day was the funniest Twitter has ever been. Yeah, so yeah, so I think that the William Kate marriage is like the last like fairy tale monarchy thing that we've we've had. So it's interesting. Yeah, we don't we don't end on them at all. But you know, anyway, I I no, actually think, I think it's the right choice. Like I don't, I don't think we needed like a Will Kate moment in this episode, but. Yeah. No, we. It's, it's not that. It's just that they screwed up the whole telling of that story yeah. to this point. Yeah. Like, yeah, we did not have time. That would not have been right. It's just like everything they gave us was not at all what I would have wanted from a William and Kate storyline yeah. that was going to take up like an episode and a half. I didn't want yeah. more of that. Like, I didn't like, yeah. if you're going to give me that content, give it earlier. But I, yeah, definitely. I mean, Kate, as someone who got engaged in 2018, they got married in 2011. So I like grew up through, how old was I? <laughs> I was 18. So I like, you know, grew up not grew up, but like became a young adult through their wedding. Like my big wedding thing was, I think I've said this on the podcast, like WWKD, what would Kate do? I wanted yeah. my like royal wedding. Yeah. So yeah. that I think was like, yeah, the best you look at the monarchy of like all the glamour that yeah. Elizabeth was, was saying a few episodes, what people lose themselves in, which I literally did. So maybe yeah. I am a monarch lover. Yeah. See? Like looking at uh, here as I sit in my merch, yeah. in my WWKD yeah. crown. Yeah. In my, you know, child shirt. Now I've got like yeah. a Philip mug. Like I think I yeah, might be a monarchist now. The propaganda um, works. Is it me? Am I a monarch? Are we? <laughs> are we the, as you? There's like that also means like are we the baddies of you? Yeah. <laughs> you with all your merch. Okay. That was the journey we went on. Yeah. The whole time. So. All right, Charles and Camilla. 
Yes. Is Charles Charles is now the king of England? Is he also the king of worst marriage proposals? Oh, no, I love. I mean, look, it was unfortunate that it had to be over the like really cringe Iraq War exposition. <laughs> like, we have to find out yeah. what's happening based on what Tony Blair said last episode and how that's evolved. Yeah, and we're gonna get that in the background. No, I. It was spontaneous. Like, he really loves Camilla. Talk about like husbands who like kind of show up. Like, he he's a lot honestly for Camilla to deal with. Yeah, and good luck to her. But like, yeah. the love is never in doubt. No, that's cute. Yeah, it's cute. And she's like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's fine. And then and then eventually <laughs> when he gets permission, um, he will uh he'll go into the 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 greenhouse and propose. Yeah, and she like seems that. she seems happy. So um yeah, there's a lot of like uh, uh Iraq exposition where like it's on the radio and then later when like Charles is gonna go ask um his mom if he can if he can propose mm. to Camilla it's like as Tony Blair is just leaving and there's like protests. So they really wanted to like, this is how we enter. And there's also one moment of Tony Blair singing very loudly. <laughs> and is it? Oh, that's last episode. Is it? Is he singing in the, no, this was, I think, yeah. At the, no, well, yeah. Which there's a funeral and there was, I think it's last, I think it's last yeah, episode. He's singing that, really yeah, loudly. This one yeah. was, this was when they were chanting the like begging for forgiveness, which I want to talk about with this oh, wedding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but with the Iraq war, like, or like, yeah, I mean, I said last episode, I didn't know that like we needed more than like the hints we were going to get, like the historical hints. This time we really get like Charles heavy handedly being like, you know, shelf life of prime ministers. Like, yeah, we already said that before. We knew it was going to go cool. And now I think it's a literally a repeated line. It's, it's yeah. the same line. He was know? like, well, and that really came around. It's like, and we knew it was going to, we picked up what you were putting down once yeah. I Wikipedia'd it. Like, we don't need, you know, so it was heavy handed, but like they, they like, you know, check in on how that's going several years down the, the line. It's not going well, but in terms of like the, the marriage between Camilla and Charles, like mm-hmm. is this Charles and Camilla's show or what? Like ending on their wedding is like the big end of show wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very much like the it characters. I feel like it tied into the like Margaret controversy. That was like the storyline pretty much of season one in like how far we've come, how far the queen has come and society, like still within the system and it's still hard. And I was reading it right before we recorded like the Wikipedia page of like the legalities of whether, you know, there were lawyers like writing in about how this was illegal for like in the royal family to even have a civil ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we've, we've come again, like it's what we're saying about advancing and progressing the crown and whether you can, like you can try make it like, kind of run alongside society to a degree, but even that's going to have limitations and, again, not be, like, massive overhauls with the crown. But we're trying our best to kind of progress with it. And even I was reading, like, Anne's already married, you know, yeah. a, a divorcee. And she's a divorcee. But, again, like, and so it's always going to be more different, difficult for the heir. But for Margaret, it was so it was so difficult decades ago. So we see how society is evolving. I, I really, I really did like elizabeth basically like being i really want to do this and when she goes to the archbishops and they're like you know i I mean at first she does not say that she's like there's nothing heroic about this like please like like sit down charles like this and then he convinces her and she reflects on it and is like i really want to do this and i i think that there's a way that this could have been there could have been much more like conflict like we talked about like our favorite things over the course of the crown are like fighting scenes and like yeah this is like there's an art like she's being very rude i think to charles in the scene mm-hmm. obviously as a charles defender um about like why like what he's saying actually is like wrong and that like you know it's you know she's she's not she's not blameless um uh, in this and he's 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 really defending her but then he, she does go the piece about like it's pretty wild that she doesn't go to the 
the wedding of her son and the future like that's pretty wild like i know like yeah obviously like there are reasons why that happens like the archbishops lay it out of like okay don't go to this the ceremony they have to do this atonement prayer like then maybe it's fine and you're okay there could be a lot of conflict in that of like really you're not going to come to the wedding but they basically just like she gives this really nice speech where she basically like reiterates what charles has told her about camilla and how like yeah it's okay you're you're like an asset to the family um uh you know it it's it's mostly pretty sweet i think um even if i feel like a lot of where there might have been real conflict gets glossed over but i i kind of feel like in the last episode this is the version that i think works best but well the speech is great this whole back half of the season we've gotten a lot of like how great elizabeth is like either writing her own speech or off the cuff like so touching so funny and it is great and she like camilla finally gets the thanks that she deserves as a camilla defender um but i think the conflict is like he's expecting to be announced as king like i actually think i watched this in the first couple of episodes of succession i feel like this is a storyline i've seen yeah. before yeah. Um, and then he's not gonna get it and like this is the one re- part of resolution that i would have liked one scene between camilla and charles because i feel like Lu- like ending it on her kind of getting that recognition and that win that win for their relationship with a pr of their relationship and j- the queen just even coming to a birthday party you know, at the beginning of the season was impossible and how much they really, really needed and wanted that recognition for the public and for themselves. Yeah. And now they've got it so much, but then they don't get this new extra thing that he wants, which is to be king. So they gain a lot and he's also probably heartbroken. And I think that the episode did great with like a nuanced portrayal of Charles and like his love for Camilla and, and like how much he fights for her, but then also like that ambition that is understandable because of how much that role must really suck to be like waiting. And it's been spoken to so many times, but also it's obviously not the best look to be like, why won't you die? And it's such a long running theme of the show. So I think if it had had one more scene between Camilla and Charles kind of like put a bit of a fine point on that relationship. And obviously we get her so many times through this whole season being like the best partner to him and giving him the best advice. But if it had been like his heartbreak in that, and then her bringing him around to like what matters and like they get to be together, they get to be married, they've had like, you know, some nice like celebrations around them, the queen has approved them. I feel like that just need that's like the one thing for me, like as much as I said, like the other things weren't resolved, then it's fine, because like on we march through history, that's one thing like for the characters where like, it's going to end on that in Charles, and I feel like I need to see his reaction to it. And I feel like I need to see his partnership with Camilla, which is now like finally been confirmed in marriage, rise to the occasion of, I'm going to get you through this, like, I know it's painful, but it's okay. I actually, what one scene I think could have been interesting is like, yeah, and again, I'm like entirely fictionalizing things now for the show. Yeah, that's also good. But this is but, this whole thing, like him waiting for the abdication at his wedding is like also completely fictional. But like in the I narrative know. device of like, that's an entertaining finale. Like I would like to see that resolved in my other fictional scene. Could you have like Elizabeth with like Camilla and Charles, even like at the book being like, you know, you know, he, Charles alludes to the fact that like, there were rumors of abdication and he's like, you know, but it's a, today's a great day or something, even just like, cause he's with Camilla. Like he gets the thing he wants. Yeah. Like I think the interesting thing in this episode is that like Charles never says, never implies that he wants her to abdicate. Never. He, he doesn't say it. He does have a look on his face when thinking about the fact that she could abdicate like a smile that genuinely made me laugh out loud at how much yeah. he clearly wants that. Yeah. I mean, he obviously wants that. And it's very, there's a line in here where it's just like, I think it's when she's talking with, uh with claire foy's elizabeth and she's like what i'll just be like do this for 20 more years and i'll be a geriatric old woman and then and then it will be handed over to a geriatric old man <laughs> like, yeah well that's what yeah. happened uh <laughs> yeah. is pretty funny i think um but you know i don't know i i 
yeah, I, I agree. I feel like, but like, I think for me, it doesn't really matter if it's about like resolution to that. There's no Charles and Elizabeth scene post other than that first one and then the speech that's being given which is nice would be, yeah mm. but i maybe want like some like th- we get this elizabeth and and william scene i almost want this like william i want i want not the william i want the charles and elizabeth thing of like mm. i know this is her story but you know I, I do feel like we end charles in a pretty you yeah. know it's a great place for him personally but it's a little like Okay, and he's married, and ta-ta, like, bye. Yeah, you know, he's especially kind of, because if he's expecting yeah. it, like, that's a pretty big life moment to be glossed over and, like, not get his reaction, like, not get the confessional answer of him being like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, You know, him reacting to that, which I think would really show the character. So that is, like, the one note I have where I felt like that was a gap because, yeah, we do come back to this, like, critical William-Elizabeth scene that has been such an important part of the last few episodes of, like, her training him up in this way. And Charles and Elizabeth's relationship is so imperative and that doesn't get... It's space, although I do really love their initial discussion as we discussed. Um, I feel like they both make good points, although I do agree that the the Queen is very harsh. And obviously, as a Camilla and Charles stan, like I yeah. see his point that like she has gone through a lot and she like we've said, like Camilla got has gotten so much hate that she'll always be vilified like in history. Like she'll be just like a hated human being forever. Like no one deserves that. Like, not even someone who had an affair somehow. Um, so but like in, in but like the Queen is right that it's like it's not like this like brilliant beautiful heroic thing necessarily but then it's like also whose fault is that like he loved her for 30 years like you kept them apart that's been the storyline of the the show that has also probably like been a truism at least somewhat in history so they both have points like charles is like probably like too positive about it like no one's backing that as much as him and me and you the three people on earth and the queen is like too harsh and was never once ever seen her role in this and then, like, does kind of, does turn around to do the right thing to, like, give him this thing. But, like, the line that I loved is, like, surely we all want me to be happy. And she's, like, mm, I think yeah, I'd be happier sure. without him. But, like, I think she – but, she like, it's funny because she thinks about it, I guess, minimally from his point of view. I'm trying to give some grace on that. But, like, mostly if he knows he has to be, like, I as a future sovereign, like, might need to be happy. And she has to think, like – well, she she's... And she uses it for the priest. But, like, also yeah. I think for her it's, like, you'll be living in sin. Like, let's think yeah. through – the complications of this and how much like the juice yeah. is worth the squeeze like is his like are we going to make him that unhappy when it's also like in other ways like very bad for the monarchy and like that probably tips her over the edge but i think we do see some of the softness that she has later in life and like she might care a little bit about charles's happiness like maybe just a smidge maybe i don't know maybe that's too kind one thing that's that is interesting obviously so um uh if if he abdicated it you know, part of the thing about the abdication doesn't make a lot of sense is like there is a lot of controversy. Like the the we get it from the church perspective, we're not the public perspective about Camilla marrying Charles. Mm. Like it was very controversial at the time. Um yeah. and again, like they were like, upset. is this even legal? Yes. And then and yeah. then just people being like, I hate, I hate Camilla. Yeah. The the piece when when Elizabeth died, I was actually at a, a, a wedding. We were at a retreat for wedding, and there was someone from England there, and we were talking about it. And I said, I said like, oh, and Queen Camilla, and she said, no, 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 no. Like that woman will not be queen. And so there is still some of the sentiment. Oh, definitely. She is, she is the queen. She is Queen Camilla. Yeah. She is queen. She, and I actually do think like 
not that it's like well it's fine that the queen lived for longer and yeah it sucks for charles that like he's an old man who's now the kid what it would it sucks for him he's the king who cares um <laughs> but like it does t like the the course of like public of, of perception changing over time was that elizabeth was able to like advocate of like no she should be she should be queen she should be the queen when when my son becomes king she'll become become queen and it was it was her request i believe uh people can correct me if i'm totally wrong about that um but to make sure that that happened and that probably doesn't happen if 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 the queen abdicates and king ascends so that she's probably like princess camilla um so this yeah. is interesting. well it yeah. i mean it's interesting because i should say like after like two seasons of standing charles and camilla as characters and i do I have a lot of sympathy for their love story in life like there have been controversies around like rumors on like the harry stuff and like how much they were involved in like with megan we will never know they could be like really actively but damaging so like as much as we like push the stand card like it's always has to be with the caveat and the qualifiers of like the fact that like this is like these are the royals and like that that's always you know going to be a reality but I, I think it's interesting with this because it ties back to margaret and is it about people's happiness that she's denying? Like maybe it's not Charles's happiness that she cares so much about. Maybe she's just done with decades of denying people's marriages when they want to just marry people. And maybe that's just like not a very fun role for her. So it's interesting to see the way that she comes around with the priests, like basically pressures them into being like, do you want them to live in sin? Is that going to be better? Yeah. And then like the atonement, the part of the wedding I'm like this is romantic this is like this is great this is a great look for religion i, I do want the charles reaction shot of him being like i have to do what i have to say what <laughs> you know but whatever terrible. You say it. yeah um yeah. i do love their conversation before uh on like the wedding night eve where like uh he's complaining about uh that harry and william oh, were at so each other's good. throats and then they don't blame like, me for how they turn out as their she's father like, and she's like yeah no but that that it's like this is the way that camilla job. like yeah. she, she she treats him like she like no one else could handle Charles Charles the way that she does. It's like a difficult task, and it's like she like she has to push back, but gently. And like he always he has so much respect for her that she's like, it is your job to make things better, but also like get to it. Yeah, like that. Like it's a difficult situation. And even at the dinner, like this is so classic Charles. Like he is like in so many ways, just like so not. I don't want to say toxic, but like so problematic that he's like they're fighting, having this like yeah brotherly fight that's so important of this like horrifying moment for harry and we see the distress in that and how much is william involved and harry's taking it all on again and he's clearly like mentally suffering and charles is like just don't ruin my wedding okay and yeah. then camilla has to be like remember like how you're you're the father and like you are like very much responsible for these young minds so, yeah. yeah so first of all she says she smells like a dog's blanket because she got a tan which i'm like oh self-deprecating queen right there and yeah, then very much anti the glam of it all yeah which and then he's like you know. any last minute doubts and she's like no i'm in and he says for all of it and she says for whatever being married to you means so i thought the writing this episode was really good there's one line in particular okay, with olivia coleman um and um and and elizabeth where uh it's something along the lines of like um uh we must not go on or something I, i'm trying to find the exact line that i have with, with this scene that i thought was like tremendously good um yeah, it's like, like, don't, it, yeah and don't go on she's like yeah that's my point that's my point yeah, yeah. it's like and it's so close to being tremendously cheesy but i thought it i thought it i thought it worked so like when um, ghost olivia coleman is making some sort of like kind of pun <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was people great. came around on the ghost. We didn't get ghost Diana. Nope. I can't yeah. believe it. But. Elizabeth says uh, to Olivia, "Like no need to go on." And Olivia Coleman says, "That's what I'm saying." It's so yeah. good. It's so good. Yeah. So how how do you feel about the season? Season six, Shannon. It was better, much better than season five. I'll say on the whole, especially because this episode was the best of the two mm -hmm. seasons, like the best. So that it ends really well. Um, I think the back half was a lot better than the first four episodes. I liked 
basically every episode other than that like will and kate episode of the back half like i really liked five of those six episodes yeah um, yeah with, with gaps but they were enjoyable yeah i would agree i uh there's some stuff i do like in season five i like the apathy of house episode which is like the bolsheviks episode even though it's like super dark. me for life yeah um i like the introduction of 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 muhammad i thought that was good but no i i, I would agree that Season five is probably the weakest overall. Yeah. Um, season six, I it's so tough because I feel like the like I, it's like I can't get the bad taste of like the part one out of my mouth basically. And it was I feel like, like enjoying it somewhat at the time, like those. Yeah. Yeah, but in yeah, it does it does get worse with time. It really does. Yeah. yeah, and and I think like the the thing that I'll just keep saying is that like if they didn't do this if they didn't or or they like did not try to stretch out all the Diana content into four episodes half to half of the season, I feel like it could be so much better and they have so much more room and otherwise it feels like they were like trapped in a corner. So um, it's hard for me because I think that yeah the first part is is so rough even though some of it is very very good. Um, the second half is is clearly so much so much better. I think maybe a little too much. William for me, but I can't really um, argue that like if I got somebody else, like other stuff instead, that I would be more interested because I think William is kind of like for them, it was the new exciting piece on the board um, to try and like study and they wanted to do Will and Kate. I think like two episodes of that is, is probably too much for, for me, but small, small gripes. I think each individual episode in the back half is like pretty good. I would agree except for uh, yeah, that Will that will kate first episode yeah yeah i mean they do as i think that's the biggest that's the biggest um criticism we have right that they they treated they they chose the wrong content for will and kate yeah. um of the back half i think that would be like my biggest running issue but it's hard because like the the back half of season six is probably i haven't watched season three in ages but it's probably thereabouts or better than season three which yeah. was like the worst of the first four seasons but the thing that's hard is like Seasons one, two, and four are just so much better than the other three. Like, yeah, but then doesn't season so three have better. like doesn't doesn't it have like uh doesn't it have Aberfan and it has the Welsh episode? The Welsh episode is the best episode of season three for me, and I really like that episode a lot. Aberfan is like a scarring episode; like it's incredibly affecting. Did I enjoy it? Yeah. I don't know that I could say I enjoyed an episode about that. It, it, it was well done, but like it, it just did not grip me to the extent of one, two, and four. So then it becomes kind of like community. Like if you want to recommend this great show to people, what do you do? Do you say like, mm. just watch the first two seasons? Like, it's, it's the same thing with community. Like the first five seasons, five episodes or so before Troy leaves and in, in season five of community, like they're great episodes too. But like, do, are people going to watch all of season four for that? And then there's some stuff in season six, but do they need to watch all of season six? Is it satisfying to just enter them on season three? Like as a community fan, what do you recommend to people? Same with the crown. Should I just tell people, watch the first two seasons because I honestly believe those two seasons are like brilliant and like honestly if season four wasn't as good I'd be like maybe just leave it there because it's such like a self-contained show and obviously with the cast changes it's like fairly yeah. segregated yeah so I feel like you could just do that but then you'd miss out on season four which is so good like as good I think even better than season two like my order would be one one four two back half of six three back half of front half of six five maybe so yeah i'd like do watch season three then to get to see and then you end there but like there's good stuff in season six so it becomes like hard of what you should recommend especially when it's that segregated and then it ended here with such a great like 
full encapsulation of the whole series. Now, I still think the end of season two is like a perfect finale for that show. Okay. But like for the people who like watch and love the first two seasons, like I, I want them to watch this like one Elizabeth and Philip scene that like calls back to that. Like maybe they should just watch this episode. So I'm really torn on like what I would recommend to people and like what what it says about the show at large. Because like even at its best here, it's definitely still not still not like the crown of old. It still can be heavy handed. Like it's a lot of it is still ghost storylines and like narratives and literary devices that they wouldn't use earlier on. And we still think they take like massive strides like away from history that they didn't do as much earlier on. We think that death touch has been like very much gone. So I I feel like this this finale makes it even more difficult for me because it's really good. So now I'm like, I don't know where to like pull the pin for what like because I'm used to doing like survivor seasons, right? So I need to recommend a whole show to someone, but I yeah. just don't know where I where where I put the pin in for people. Um here's my thing. I dare someone to watch seasons one and two and not think they want to watch more crown. Like it's so good. So like you do, but you're not gonna watch seasons one and two of crown. Like that show and like it was a that was a hard thing for me to reckon with. It was like I love season one and two so so much. And season one of the crown is truly like one of my favorite seasons of, of scripted television that exists. But like even like and I love season four, but I loved it as a different show. Like I feel like all of these things were all very different shows. And nothing reached the consistent two-season height of the first two seasons. No, so if I you agree. want to watch more Crown, firstly, it's different. And secondly, like, for that long, other than how brilliant season four is, it's not as good. So they want to watch more, but they're not going to get what they want, necessarily. No, no, they will suffer like the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know if it's suffer. Like, I've had fun, but I've I don't know. I, well, yeah. So what would you recommend? What would um, you I would for sure tell people to watch one and two and then tell Yeah, them, no, definitely. Like, and then definitely. it's like, yeah, the re- you know. Keep watching if you, you know, I think if you, you know, there's just gems even in the bad stuff, I think. So it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not quite as good. And sometimes it's like the, the problem is that like, I think in the last two seasons, sometimes it's been actively bad in a way. Yeah. Like, I don't oh. know that season three, you know, that I might be fully like looking back. on The premiere the was very mad, but you're right. I don't know that it was like season five. I did feel yeah, more boring than me being like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the front half of this season, like, I think this season was interesting because it had, it, I think it always had sparks. Like, even in the first half, like, Diana's so gripping. Like, you're going to have, you like, You get it to Bicky performance. Stuff. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. season five as well. But I feel like especially this season had, like, highs and sparks throughout. But then gaps also throughout, especially in the first half. And, like, season five was, like, definitely more missed than hit. So, I don't know. I find it really yeah. tough about, yeah. where Because it's it's hard because, like, yeah, the first few seasons I would recommend to anyone. But it, it, this is like how it becomes a survivor. I'm like, we well, skip this. You're like, I literally have a chart. I should have like a crown yeah. chart. Like literally have a color-coded survivor chart. Should I not do this for the crown? But you can't watch season four without watching season three. And then, I don't know. If there's only six seasons. It becomes tough in what in what you would do. But it's yeah. it's complicated. This finale was definitely my favorite episode of the season. And then probably like the Tony Blair episode with the with Swan Guy, which I loved. And I, I really did enjoy Like I definitely saw... Again, like never to the highs of what it was. Maybe this finale is what got closest to that, but a lot of positive stuff that was still really, really like quality, quality yeah. content. But yeah. you know, we did wait like a season and a half, I think, before it kind of hit that stride through yeah. these last two seasons. So yeah. that's where I'd sit with it. Yeah. All right, let's give out some Lizzie points and wrap the season up. See who's on the top of the Lizzie charts. Um, mm, oh my god, it's exciting. Who who would you like to give three points to? I think I'm gonna have to give three points to Elizabeth. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I think I I think, you know, it resolves her story. She reckons with it. And 
I don't know. It just, it feels wrong not to. Like, even though there are other people who do good things and I haven't actually thought about my Lizzie points at all. Like, it just, like, it's, it speaks to me that this has to be her three points. Did, I don't know if this is the right time to bring it up. Did the did the actual last scene work for you of, like, the long walk through the White Hall to the doors? Yeah, I mean, it went on for a while and I had, it like, was... a time crunch to watch. I know. You know what it needed, yeah. though? What did it need? Ghost... Ghost Diana. Ghost Diana. Yeah. <laughs> Open the doors like, boo, I'm Walking here. Along. No, just I think just like appearing oh, wow. next time, just yeah, like putting yeah. an arm around her. Yeah. Would've been so great. So much into death. I'll be there too. Um, yeah, really yeah. long. But I thought, I, thought it, I was like, my God, I can't more than 1.5 times this. And I yeah. really need to get to my notes. Like, but, that but went on forever. Nonetheless, I thought. Yeah. yeah. It was what? It's effective. You know, yeah, no, it was good. represents it was, her laying. Rain. It was very long. It was very, very, very little. She All right. Stop walking. Anyway, yeah. All All right. Right. I thought Elizabeth, it was good, and yeah, yeah. Elizabeth, three points. I think from each of us. So, um, who are and you? And then we get. You? I mean, the three Elizabeths. A point for each of them. That basically, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Both yeah, Elizabeth, right. and they all came back. It was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, two points have to go to Philip. This is again like some of the best that Philip's ever been. It's it's like comes back to like the central relationship to the point where I'm like. The people watching the first two seasons, like, should they watch four more seasons to get this one scene? Yeah, for real. <laughs> that is so pivotal to this dynamic. So, yeah, I mean, two points to Philip as a husband and a character, right, in this episode. Yeah. And I, he yelled at the costume shop. Yeah, I don't really think there's anybody else you can, like, I think, yeah. I mean, I mean Harry wears a Nazi costume. I know, you can't Will's give it to him. Shoes. Will's being a bit of a jerk. I think Camilla is. I'm going to give a point to Camilla. I'm that's what I was saying, too. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Are you gonna give yeah. two to Philip? I'll give two to Philip, I think. Yeah. I I Camilla's just she's just she's been through a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's our our ratings, which does leave a, a big blowout for Elizabeth, who Well, that's hilarious. Well, she really I know. ran home with it. I know, yeah. because at the beginning, like well, we felt bad works. that I gave her I feel good now. My my one like kind of so like, don't joke do that. Point. This is why you don't do that, because the system will out. Like that's that's what it is. But it doesn't matter. She gets 20 points and and then and then Charles and Camilla tie for second place with 13 points. Well, that's nice. And then yeah. what was next? William was comes next with 11. Okay. Di Diana with 10. Harry okay. with 9, Margaret with 8, Philip with uh, sorry, uh is that right? Yeah. Margaret had 8 and Philip had 7 points. Well, that's a pretty good chart. Honestly, that sometimes you look back at a Lizzie yeah. or Chili chart and you think that was right. Yeah. So, and a bunch of people go. like spreading out the bottom, like Tony Blair, uh Cherie Blair, Kate's in there, um Mario <laughs> the photographer's in there, Porchy's in there. Yeah, the bottom is a mess. The bottom yeah. is we don't need, but the but the top of the chart that really do you know what this makes me want to do though? I like I really I kind of like want to go back and watch the first season. Wow, and maybe the second season. You want to then I gotta then, watch the fourth season. Yeah, and then give me your Lizzie points as you're going along. You know, it's gonna be like Friends. Like I rewatch all of Friends, but like I definitely like gravitate to the same seasons over yeah. and over. Like I could do yeah. that, and I could yeah. watch one, two, and four like over and over and over again. But like I think I'm like, I'm gonna go rewatch some of those like amazing scenes, like the what yeah. I said, the one in the church with the coronation that like really made me fall for the crown, like. Yeah, and like would be like if you're recommending like prestige television, like I don't know that I could recommend more than those two. Yeah, and then you get you get the period piece, you get the costuming and like everything oh, it's else. Beautiful. It's like so fun, right? Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting me do this with you, even though it was not that. It still was very fun. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I love talking about the the crown with you each week. We'd be yeah, like, oh, this I is really kind of a Susso episode, and then we'd be like talking for. <laughs> yeah. More than an yeah. hour. It always yeah. made me think more about the episode, which is obviously what you want, and like usually yeah. made me feel better about it, but sometimes made me feel worse. But 
Ghost Diana will live on the dream. I'll stand him of Charles, which is, I don't know, even know how ironic at this point, but like definitely there's some no. truth to it. And then yeah. what else? What else did we, I don't even remember? My favorite bit, I think we, it was mostly a season five bit. It's like every time we'd be done talking. Well, the, but the crown is a boat is, or the queen is a boat. It was very good. And then also I'd be like, I'd wrap it up and then I'd be like, Hey, your plugs. And you'd be like, here are my plugs. But also I was thinking about this other thing from the episode and we spent like 20 more minutes talking yeah. about the episode. Well, that's, that's, that's the analysis. But that was the worst like, season of the show. Yeah. yeah but sometimes so. probably that was like a criticism. I feel like yeah. season six was like, we will trade you the metaphors for ghosts. And I was like, you know what? I prefer the ghosts. So it's all good. I'm into it. It was ghosts and just trying weird things, you know, foreshadowing with the dog, the dreams, the ghosts. Yeah. I tried a lot. Yeah. Well, now that Elizabeth Debicki didn't come back again after that cameo, I'm like, was she just like there for an extra day on set? Like that's a wild time for that to be her last like real appearance. It's not like a CCTV footage or photo kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. they filmed it knowing that they would do a Kate scene. Maybe they filmed it previously. Yeah. yeah well, well, they had to get Eve best minutes. too. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that's that's, that's not that's only season crown. six. That's the crown. That's the whole crown. Yeah. It was yeah. a fun time. Thank yeah. Appreciate everyone me. who listens. Too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, most importantly, we were just um, saying that um, Nick was on my podcast today. Mm-hmm. Nick Iadanza. Yeah. yeah. He's been listening. He's behind. He's on season five, oh. and he's been saying how much he enjoys it and how much he likes you and oh. he's been the coverage. So I love Nick. Yeah, so yeah, letting me know that he's oh, been so sweet. Yeah. Um, well, she has speak. You were you had Nick on your pocket. What else you got going on? This is going to come out around the 29th, so close to the end well, of the month. Is, but... Yeah, this is my last podcast of the year. Wow. And I mean, yeah, for like I basically just have this crown stuff coming out, and then now it'll be days after. My survivor stuff, but if you haven't listened to it, you know the the holiday period is a good time catch up for the beginning of the year. Australian survivor will start into the new year. The preseason will start. UK deep dive is going to do that, but looking forward to a bit of a break. This is my last podcast of the year. This is the year I podcasted wow. the most. So anyway, I podcast. I think this is also my most podcast. Yeah, every right year. I, I think that's literally I grow year on year. Yeah, but where does the time come from? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that, that at all. Possible? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I saw you tweet today that you're uh, chatting through the final five vote in Survivor, which we won't spoil it for folks, but it was a pretty wild vote. It was very cathartic for you to be able to talk it out. Yeah. Oh, no, we did it like... Weird vote. Yeah. We did it person by person for like an hour. We went through like what they did, what they were incentivized to do, why they didn't do that. And then we ordered them by how well they did. And it was just like the order in me that I like need from my literal clinical OCD was like very much like, you know, satiated by that. So Fun. Yeah. Um, all right, I have a bit more stuff for the end of the year. We're still chatting Fargo, still talking through, um, we're talking Yellowstone in the new year, uh, movies each week with Arrow. We'll be counting down the top 10 movies of the year, and they're going to talk, kind of talk about um, what we thought was great next week. And um, yeah, The Curse has been great. Um, so I'm on social media at High From Grace. I think, Shannon, I, th- I, think, I think that's it. That's it. We, uh, that's it. Thank we, you all for listening. Do you want to end this pod with like a 20 minute? Ghost Diana. Like, yeah, ghost. Oh. <laughs> See, that's yeah. the thing is that I, I I skipped my like long coder analysis for Ghost Diana. That, and it works for every episode. Like truly just imagine if the queen, just Diana's right there. Like truly it worked for every ending scene of every episode. And it's my favorite running bit. All right. Well. I've got to go now have a dream about Tony Blair being more popular than me. and Wake yeah. up in a cold sweat. Yeah, I might I might edit in some some ghost Diana here. So uh Ow. until next time. Bye bye. Bye. Don't really understand how I ended up here. It's just a bit mad here. 
But that's not your problem, that's mine. I'll see you both tomorrow night. Just the three of us. I love you, Wanda. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.